Welcome back to Football Today, everybody. Uh, today's topic uh, is going to be more tailored for the Bayern Munich uh, fan base. Uh, this is what I think Bayern Munich's New Year's resolution should be. Um, from what I've, I guess, seen through the media and what they, the board, the players, the managers, the staff all have done, I've compiled a little list of something the resolution should be. Um, you know, there's going to be a lot, you know, it's gonna, some people are going to say, well, the resolution should be to win the Champions League. Well, yeah, there has to be uh, changes in the roots uh, to cement a long-term success European way. Um, so I'm not really saying, oh, well, the Renewal resolution should be to win the Champions League. Uh, it's got to be a little bit more in-depth. You know, people are saying, well, it should be getting a European Cup. Well, what does that mean? How do we get there? You know, what cement us from getting there in the next three years again or winning in the next three years? So first, uh, I have a few. First of all, I one of the resolutions uh, is more clear and cut for f the fan base itself, maybe not for the board and the players. Uh, the coaching staff, all that, but I would look. I would like some club unity, some the fans in general. First of all, um, there's been a lot of disagreements with fans of what's best, why we have this manager, why we have this player, um, amongst the transfers we're linked to, the money, um, how much we have to, I guess. Um, suffer through Uli Honus and Karl Heinz again or Brazo. So again, this club, um, it's dysfunction within the fans, and it seems like it's carrying on to uh, the club itself, or maybe it's vice versa. The club itself was dysfunction, and now it carried off into the fans. But as far as the fan base, I would love some unity. You know, we get a lot of disagreements. I love I love criticism and I love disagreements. I love uh, analyzing and I like um, having a discussion with a normal conversation with people, even if it's a disagreement. You know, we can have a normal conversation of why we disagree on a certain player, tactic, coach, approach onto a game, whatever. Um, then what's the point of even discussing um, or even trying to convince or uh, showing evidence? You know, that's why there's the law. There's two sides. Um, one has to prove the other wrong, if anything. It's the same with here. You know, we're not trying to prove one wrong, but we're trying to express our opinions or views. So, the fan base coming together will be great. I I see a lot of um, criticism, which is great. But then that criticism leads to you know, there's a fine line between criticism and attacking the person. Um, you could say I didn't like, I didn't like how we approached the game because. Um, for example, our tactic was not right for this game or the personnel on the field, um, I feel like, was not right in this game or um, how we approach the second half or the substitutions. I get all of that. Or the injury crisis, how to deal with the transfers. The board should have done this to ensure that. You know, there's so much you can say, and I would love that. I you know I like, I like when uh, players... Um, um, 
you know, if the player does great, I, I love when people say, oh, well, he's doing great. And when a player does poorly, I like when fans say, you know, he's doing poorly. I like that. You know, it doesn't matter who the player is. It could be um, the top player, the highest wage, or it could be a bench warmer, or, or it could be the third third choice keeper. People have to do their parts. You have to know your role. And the fans need to do that too. You know, um, there's that fine line between criticism and attacking the player. You know, I see a lot of like, you know, F, F, F Kovac, F, uh, F Brazo. You know, this guy's been in the job for as a Bayern Munich manager for not even um, five months, six months. And you already have a certain opinion on a person. I can't be right. If I was right, you know, Manchester United wouldn't have Sir Alex Ferguson. You know, Sir Alex Ferguson didn't start off great. Um, uh, there's that. There's a bunch of managers that didn't start off great, you know, but they've continued in one way or another to be successful either as a player or as a manager. So I I would love criticism. You know, I've criticized Kovac, I've criticized Brazo, and I've criticized Uli and Karl Heinz Rundgren. But, you know, these are ex-players, these are professionals, these guys know more in the day-to-day operations than any one of us we are supporters we're here to we are the voice we are the reason but you know they're the professionals they get the big bucks that's why they're um that's why they're in the box seats but that's why they're in a touchline that's the difference between uh supporters and them and we can't just say you know oh screw him for not buying that player i didn't like what you did during there you know i have criticism for them too and i'm gonna get on through my list, but one of the criticism and something I've noticed recently is, you know, the fans attacking players, fans attacking club legends, fans attacking youth players that have come up through the academy. Um, you know, sometimes the fans are more critical um, of other players than ours. You know, just off a of poor performance, they conclude that we should sell that player specifically. I'm not sure. I don't. I don't want to throw out names of who did what, and, you know, I can have the tweets and everything, but I'm not going to do that. But, you know, there's specific people that say, oh, well, we should sell him. Well, yeah, he's going to have a poor performance. That's what a footballer does. You know, we can't have every game scoring a goal. You know, we're, we're Bayern Munich. We're not, we're not some RoboCop team that whoever you throw in front of us, we will destroy and dominate. That's, that's not us. You know, no team is like that, to be fair. No team will ever be like that. You will have your bad day. You will have your great day. So there's that. I would like more um, fair, rationale, common sense, logical criticism rather than um, viewing and jumping to conclusion based on emotion and indirect, um, indirect faults. You know, you can't, you know, a lot of people say at the beginning, you know, they said Brozovic isn't the guy, he's inexperienced. You know, what are other clubs going to think of him when he turns, um, he comes into the office to make a deal or calls in, you know, all that. And it's like, well, why aren't you doing it then? There's one aspect of that. If you know so much better, if you know so much, well, why aren't you taking this position? Why haven't you applied for the job? There's one aspect of that, which is more um, exaggerated and hypothetical. But the second one is that, you know, this guy... Is a some of these guys are fighters. You know, I'm just talking about brothers. There's a lot of um, personnel in football. It's like these guys are fighters. They have to stay in the game. That's what they do. They're they're involved in clubs. They know how clubs are run. Um, just like how Ryan Giggs is at Manchester United, 
or Pep Guardiola was at Pep, uh, for Barcelona. Same with ours, you know, Uli Honus, Karl Heisermaker, and Kovac, and uh, Brazo. They've all ex-players, and they've won something for the club too. And they've been really, they've been really, really good players for us and for their national teams. So there's that one aspect of it. Um, on another point, um, the, the I would like the fan base also to not have such poor um, mindset. You know, I've seen that. You know, before Brazo, I they didn't they had negative tweets about him, and then now, prior to well, I guess he was around the time. You know, around the time when we got linked to Lucas Hernandez, you know, fans would say, "Oh well, look, I like him now." Um, and then when it all got kind of shot down with the Lucas Hernandez and how the quote unquote good relationships and uh, how we're not going to trigger his release clause, it went back to the agenda of, okay, well, he's incompetent. Well, you don't know what's happening behind the scenes. None of us do. So if you're quick to judge, then you better have that same energy and that same vibe after if something good or bad happens. You can't have it both ways. Uh, it's not a, it's a, it, people think it's a double-edged sword at times for them to benefit either way. When it's not, you got to stick on one side of the fence and you have to, um, you have to be adhered to your, um, to your faith. You know, sometimes you'll be right. Sometimes you'll be wrong. But the fact that you're going in this so poorly, some people, you know, a lot of people are not like this, but few I've seen just the mindset and the rationale are crazy. You know, sometimes I see like, oh, well, announce announce this player it's like well how are you going to announce that player when clearly he has a new contract he's getting paid loads of money that we can't offer him and we have a really good player in his position like come on got to be rational just because you love that player i get it you love that player you want him to come here to play for your club i get that but i mean if you're going to keep saying it or if you're going to create an ultimatum for the board and brazo or even the manager then i mean you're always going to be let down and probably going to be let down in life. So you're always going to be having outbursts and you're always going to be upset and pissed at someone or something indirectly because, you know, Brazo didn't know you. He didn't know that you wanted this person and he can't fulfill everyone's dreams. You know, I want a certain player, but I'm not out there saying, you know, if Brazo doesn't get this player, then um, I'm probably going to hate him. Well, they know what's better for the club than we do at most of the time. 99% of the time they do, or else we wouldn't be Bayern Munich and we wouldn't have so many Champions Leagues and Cups and Leagues. And that's the fact. Second of all, on to another point of New Year's resolution that I think Bayern Munich needs to, uh, needs to uh, I guess, um, change up. And this is a big one. I, I, this whole, like, um, spilling out stuff into public, one being the Uli press conference, the Karl-Heinz Rummenigger, um, attacks um, at the media, um, comments against Kovac and for Kovac, um, the comments uh, against uh, Hassan Brazo and how he's a sporting director now and what people think. You know, I get it. It was uh, it was a disrespectful reporting um, by the journalists. Um, that's what our president Uli Honus, um attacked. You know, he attacked the German media. He attacked basically every media, but he focused on German media saying how they're disrespectfully reporting against them. It's like agenda. Well, you know, just let it be. Let them say whatever they want. You're creating a bad, you're becoming a villain and, you know, the fan base already attacks you. So, you know, it's better to keep quiet sometimes. 
in one sense, I like how he sticks up for the players. That's great. You know, the players were criticized for their performance. But at the fact that your the media was coming out and attacking the likes of like Hummels and Botang and Neuer for uh, what happened in the World Cup and for what happened early in the season and even um, in the international break, it's 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 got to stop between the media. But you know, if they're the media, they'll do whatever they can. So you know you can't um, change or convince them. So as a president, you know, you, I feel like you're held to a higher standard. You're the president, you're an ex-footballer. You've gone to great heights. Um, no more of this press conference. You know, they held a two-day press conference um, talking about, oh, well, you can't, the media can't do this. They launched attack over the team criticism. It's And then the whole Paul Breitner um how he was axed and banished from the VIP. All these press conferences just don't keep it internal. And then also with the pa- the patience of how they're calling for patience for because it's gonna be a it's a transition for the team. It's getting older and we gotta freshen up and bring in some youth players. Uh, keep that all inside. I would like to know as a fan, as a supporter, what the team's direction is. I would love that. But don't bring everything out. Don't bring the whole media attacking the fans. You know, Uli Honus attacking uh, Juan Bernard. I won't say attack. He just made a really bad comment against Juan Bernard. And Juan Bernard really respectfully, you know, he came out and he says, well, I I, I like Bayern Munich and all. But, you know, his attacks are kind of like um, uh, out of disrespect. You know, like, why is he doing this to me? Uh, yeah, I made a mistake, um, but it happens in football, you know. And I was that was at the time, you know, people were pissed off at Bernard for his mistake because it ch- cost us games. But it's like, dude, it happens. Whatever, we'll get over it. I mean, we've th- gone through even worse. I've gone through Chelsea, uh, B- Bayern Munich, 2012 Champions League loss in the final. I've gone through Inter loss in the final. Um, I went through the 08 Germany, uh, 10 Germany, 12 Germany. Um, 16 euros. I've gone through so many like into Atletico Madrid loss in the semifinal. Uh, so many losses, 99. So it's it's hard to it's hard to stop. Um, you know you don't want to always you don't want to always think about it because you're just going to be a negative Nancy. You're always going to be pissed at the world. So you got to let it go. Time heals everything for sure. Um, Enough with this press conferences and public attacks. Um, just leave it inside. Stop talking. No more talking out of character, you know, in public. You know, leave this all internally. That will also create a unity with the club and then a unity with the fans. That's one thing. Uh, also, with the interviews, they need to stop doing the goddamn interviews. They would always interview and say, oh, like, well, Kovac hasn't had a good season or quote-unquote struggling. What do you think? And then they would say, oh, well, you know, this is a tough job, so you better get it right. Or, you know, don't say that. I feel like you're not believing in the coach. And then the coach is probably going to be like, well, why the hell are you, did you hire me? And then you also come out and say, well, you have the you have my backing. Don't say that either. Obviously, you ha- you know he knows you have his backing. Obviously, we know. I mean, I know. You clearly hired him. If you hired him, you obviously thought he was great and he would do bits um so don't do that i don't like that Uh, let everyone go back to their jobs and peace and let them um, do their job and then after 
when the season is done, we can criticize and we can improve uh, either through personnel, through sporting director, through the board, through the fans, everything. We can uh, way of plan to criticize and then get better. But I mean, within the season, so much talking about this and that, and he did this and how the tactics were wrong and the links to this team is uh, is shameful. Why didn't we get this player? The board talking this like so much noise this end of the year, especially with the World Cup, and you got fans from other leagues attacking us because we were the reason for let's say remember the Leroy Sané being missed out or, or the Mesut Ozil axing or Germany doing poorly getting out don't didn't didn't get into the knockout stages. Was so many people and then they added on. I feel like I'm in the English media sometimes like just right next to and always getting these negative vibes. And I hate it. I hate it. I like the old Bayern Munich when we were quiet. You know, you know, somewhat when we were quiet, it's bad. It's peaceful in one time, in one sense, but in another sense, you know, when, when you're not quiet, even though if you're if you're in the the newspapers for a poor reason, you know, you're still in the newspapers. Uh, that's that's one that's one aspect of it. You know. Um, so again, the the interviews with the Kovac and Brazo and the board. Just let everyone do their job. Just let everyone do their job. After the season's done, you can, we can, everybody can. We can criticize them fairly and squarely. And we can improve. We can make a change. You know, there's that. Um, one thing also I want to look at, another aspect of New Year's resolution and point, uh, the p- transition stage. Um, I feel like maybe this transition stage we've entered a bit late. Maybe they felt the board... Um, they felt the players that were available at the time for transfer was not good enough or didn't feel like they would want to pay such high fees. Um, but, you know, you've got to take care of it. I know we did the Coleman, the Gnabry last year, the Coleman, what, two and two and a half years ago, three years ago. Um, we did that fee. We, did, we bought him, you know, um, Sula last year, Toliso, Kimmich. You know, we've made some steadily slow sneaky under the radar buys for the future but you know i would like also to be linked to some really really top world-class players it doesn't have to be world-class but even a top player um you know before before the window um you know we were also linked we were kind of linked with martial and how we were trying to send botang and all that like i want to be linked to those top players too you know man united is linked with botang botang might be um, now kind of ish washed. Um, he can he could still play top level, but I mean, you might have to substitute him. Uh, you might have to uh, rotate him. I get that, but he's still a, he's still a top player in some sense. You know, he's not he's not like re- about to retire. Like he's still got years in him. So that's the players that uh, other clubs are linked to, and we should be linked to players like that, and not like finished players. But you know, Anthony Martial. Um, you know, we, we were linked to Dybala at one time. I'm not saying go get a Dybala, but we were linked to Dybala at one time. Um, you know, we were linked to Griezmann. You know, players like that. I would like, I would like that. It puts us on a map too. People looked at it like, oh, well, that would be kind of scary. That would be kind of bad. Um, so we have to do the the planning a little earlier. Um, like I said, for example, some people say it's either Lucas Hernandez or De Ligt. I'm thinking, why not both? If I get Lucas Hernandez, I cover up two positions, right? And then if I get De Ligt, um, I have an 18-year-old kid that in the future might be a, a a boss in the back. He might be a rock. You know, he's he has high IQ. He can pass the ball. He's good at marking. He's good in the air. 
He's intelligent. And I mean, Botang or Hummels is leaving this summer. And if we get both De Ligt and Hernandez, it's going to show that, hey, you know, Hummels, you need you haven't been up to your game. You're kind of going down. We're preparing for the future. We're sorry, but this is how it's going to go. We don't want another second cycle of being late to the party. And that's what I want, you know. And people say, well, what does that mean for Sula and Hernandez? Well, we're going to have three center backs. One of them is going to be 18 year old, 18 years old. And remember, we have to get, we have Alaba and Kimmich, and we probably have um, Lucas, uh, Benjamin Pavard, not Lucas Pavard, Benjamin Pavard, so he can he can play in a center back. So we have a bunch of guys that can play um, different positions, they're versatile, so that would be great, you know. Um, Sula, uh, Lucas Hernandez, and De Ligt can fight for positions, and, you know, Lucas Hernandez can also play left back. Pavro can play center back. It, has, it brings so much mixture and uh, different ways that we can play, and I like that. I would love both, honestly. Um, it would be, it wouldn't be, I wouldn't say maybe, maybe it would be overkill, but imagine if De Ligt goes to like other teams like City, Juve, um, United. Again, you might think, well, they're not as at some uh, our level, you know, some of these teams, but, you know, if you get them, it, it cements our future in one way and it, um, takes away from there from the other clubs so i would love both um you got to prepare for the youth i don't like how the youth development is going um you know you got to loan out some of these players get some game time you know we loaned out ganabri and look what he did he had like 11 away goals that was crazy he scored 11 times um away and once at home i think um he did great we should we should loan out more players you know you could play. You could buy players from other leagues, like the French league, maybe. And you could loan them out. You could buy players from the German league and also loan them out for a year or two, get some playing time, get some experience. So you know, down the line, you know, one thing I'm really scared of is when Neuer leaves. I don't know what's gonna happen. I would really like another top class keeper, um, but you know, that one is really scaring me. You know, one. One thing that I thought before was going to be scary was Philip Lom, and then we got Kimmage, and I was like, wow, this is just a relief. It feels for me as a fan, so much has been lifted off my chest. Now I'm thinking, I'm like, wow, Norris is going to be even worse. You know, we've always had good goalies. There's a bunch of good goalies out. I would have loved Ter Stegen, but again, he's joined Barcelona. It doesn't look like he's leaving. Trap, not really. Um, Leno, eh, I don't think he's got the heights of being a world-class keeper. And he joined Arsenal, so... I don't know, and he, he's not even liked now, considering that he said uh, the Premier League is so much better than the Bundesliga. It's a very shameful thing to say, especially from a German. You've, you're from the country. You're you're just doing that for publicity, for for views, um, for um, PR. Uh, I didn't like that, and it's probably going to hurt his um, national team status. I don't see him ever starting over Trap or Ter Stegen. You know, when Neuer retires, it's Ter Stegen. And when if Ter Stegen retires, it's probably going to be um, Trap or, you know, there's other keepers. There's Fallman. There is, uh, you know, there's Timo Horn. So many good keepers, you know. And I don't think Leno's ever going to get a chance because, one, those comments. And, two, he's never excelling in his game. His performance have been either – it varies. You know, it's like a roller coaster. Some games are really good. He's had some poor games. And he's been average some games. So, uh, in my opinion, no Neuer. Um, then it's still Ter Stegen. So again, the youth, please, please focus on the youth, guys, the board. Uh, the youth is important. It's what defines Bayern Munich at times. You know, some play so many players have come through the youth. 
Schweinsteiger, Alaba, Thomas Muller, Tony Cruz, Mats Hummels, so many. I can name so many. It's just you gotta you gotta think where we would be if we didn't have any of those guys. And thankfully we do. So please prepare for the future to have the the German identity, the Bavarian identity in the club also. You don't want to have like some of these clubs, you know, they have like 85% foreign players. Like, you know, Arsenal have like 75% foreign players. They're all not, 75% are not English. So what makes Arsenal an English club sometimes? I'm worried. You know, before the season uh, started, we were like 60%, um, we were like 55, 60% all German, like the, uh, the squad. So I like that. You got to keep like identity of who the club is. You know, this is a Bavarian team. So you got to have some Bavarians in there. You got some Germans in there, some different ideas. And you got to put some mixture of old and young and a uh, mixture of other countries and other type of players, some finesse, some strength. That's what you need. Um, also in the market, I would like, uh, I would like us to be smart and I, but yet aggressive. Smart, um, so in my eyes, like I said, 80 million for Lucas Hernandez, not my cup of tea. Um, maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm right, I don't know. No one knows, time only will tell. But again, 80 million right now, in my opinion, that's not being smart. Um, if we can get him a little less, I know reports came out that they might negotiate for a few, a few million less. I don't know what a few million means. I'm expecting 10 to 20 million less. Um, uh, that might be strange and people might think I'm crazy, but again, I'm not paying 80 million for a left back. You know, people say, well, he's a left back and a center back. Well, that's great, but his main position is a left back. He plays both positions very well, but he's still a fullback. I'm not paying 80 million. And if he was a center back, I'm not, if I'm paying 80 million, he better be uh, a Maldini. You know, he better be uh, Cannavaro, Nesta, Costa Corta. You know, he's got to be something great. I'm not paying all these money for a potential 80 million for potential is crazy 40 million for potential is different 40 million for potential okay that makes sense 80 million for potential i mean he might become a world-class player but again i'm I'm not basing off potential out times yeah but his potential is probably a plus a minus but that's not that's not that's not something to be uh, thinking about so be smart guys if you can nick 10 million here and 10 million there, that's you might be nicking like 40, 40 million in two transfers you know, and you can get a, a another player. You know, be smart with the money. You can negotiate. You know, there's no harm in negotiating 5 million. It's 5 million you just saved. That's probably a year's worth of uh, salaries for that certain player probably. So be smart. Um, be aggressive also. Sometimes you got to beat the punch. Uh, I know if you go, if you want to go first, you might have to pay a high price. But, you know, if it's a player that... Yeah, no one, uh, no one knows about. No one's linked to. You know, you could be aggressive and put in a nice, good bid uh, if you think that's a smart way. But be aggressive and be smart. The mixture is kind of hard, but the mixture is why uh, and what will make uh, the board, the sporting director, really, really successful and ha- get uh, a lot of the fans respect. So I would love that. Um, Another resolution I would like to have is probably for Kovac and uh, Kovac to be, I guess, um, be, I don't know, well, we will find out, but I hope this is what he, I would like him to be a little more open, you know, um, I'm all for criticizing the, the manager, 
Um, and I and I will always will no matter who it is, you know I will always criticize the manager. Uh, I think Kovac should be more open. Um, I don't want him to turn like one of these managers today that are arrogant, they are naive, stubborn. I don't want him to be that. Be a little open. Um, being open will be great for the future. Um, the fans will love it. Um, you you will be. You will be approaching games differently. You have a wide open gasp instead of being narrow-minded. Um, like, again, in comparison, Pep Guardiola will always play one way. Um, Jurgen Klopp will play one or two ways. Thomas Tuchel will always be a high-line pressing. Um, he will always press regardless of how he plays. He will always press. Jose Mourinho has played one way for most of his career. I don't want that. Be open, have different tactics, have plan A, have plan B. Um Make sure the players are versatile in two formations, two tactics. That's that's what I think should be done. Um, that's the New Year's resolution. You know, sometimes it won't be realistic. Uh, time will also be a factor. You know, these New Year's resolution might be a one-year thing, but it might take four years for this player, this manager, this board, the fans, for example, to get accustomed to and to be convinced and changed and educated. All that plays a factor. Uh, again, all of this will be done. Um, maybe not this year, but some things I I believe the as far as people that are involved in Bayern Munich, the coach, the coaching staff, sporting director, the board, the fans, something we all need to do to change for the better and to improve the club. And hopefully this will bring uh, future and long-term success domestically and more importantly, uh, in Europe so on that thank you guys for sticking in this was how I would do uh, some changes in Bayern near his resolution um, more ideas coming more thoughts Champions League domestic cup the uh, FB Pokal cup um, everything will be done we'll be also looking at uh, games we are linked to so Liverpool game be watching a bunch of Liverpool games uh, getting some insight of how they play players and their tactics uh, rumors it is the january january market has opened so we'll be doing a lot of podcasts thank you guys for tuning in um follow me on twitter at caribbean um, varas g-h-a-r-i-b-i-a-n-v-a-r-a-z um would love the support give me some feedback and we'll be in here next time goodbye